Thanks for listening to our Faith Church podcast. Let's listen to today's message. I'm going to prophesy the word of the Lord. The Lord told me coming into this year, said, I don't want you preaching sermons, not even messages, but every time you stand before the people, I'll give you the word for that minute for the people that are listening. How many believe God has a word for you tonight? Everybody shout the word of the Lord. Say the word of the Lord. Say despise not prophesying. Why? Because Paul said to Timothy, it is a weapon that goes before you to do warfare against the devil. Are you listening? Timothy. At least I know she's paying attention. <laughs> Timothy, prophesy. And the prophecies that have gone before you will literally destroy the works of the devil. Why do you think, with all that's going on, the world is turning against, I'm talking about the church world now, against the ministry of a prophet? It's because they're carnal. The Bible says in the last days there are some who claim to follow Christ, but because they become cold or lukewarm, the Bible says they shall depart from the faith. I always thought when it said depart from the faith, they'd leave the church, but a lot of people departed from the faith and stayed in the pew. When God would anoint a man or a woman to prophesy, people say, how do we know that's going to happen? The same way we know you got saved if you're saved. You don't go by how you feel. When I woke up this morning, I didn't feel saved. I felt sleeping. But I was still saved anyhow. It's like the guy said he dreamed he ate a 40-pound marshmallow and he woke up and his pillow was gone. You don't go by how you feel. God is moving by his spirit. Shout yes if you believe it. The Bible says prophecy comes from the spirit. And when you prophesy, it is a work and a gift of the spirit of God himself. We need to understand in the last days, Joel prophesied it. Peter confirmed it that in the last days, Your young men would see visions. Your old men would dream dreams. And upon my women, handmaidens, I will pour out my spirit. And they, the women, shall prophesy. God uses women, whether you like it or not, gentlemen. God uses women, John MacArthur, whether you like it or not, sir. Because he said he would. God can't lie. Tradition. Religious tradition. That's still in our churches. And some of you have been influenced by it. You don't believe God uses a woman. But to God there's neither male nor female. We're all the same to the Lord. Can you say amen? Isn't it interesting. That the first woman Eve spoke words 
concerning their future prophetically that brought destruction. God said, don't worry, I'll send the Holy Ghost. And the women, instead of speaking destructive words, when I'm done with these wonderful women, they're going to prophesy good things. The day of Pentecost came. The Holy Ghost came on 120, men and women. They all began to speak as the Spirit gave them the words. How many believe God uses women? Let me see your hand. That's every woman and two men. Praise God. How many believe God's going to use women in this last hour? Fellow said to me, I think they're getting a little squirrely. I said, you ought to know you're a nut. And he was. Someone said, was that a gentle rebuke? As gentle as I could make it. Don't speak against your brothers or sisters. But hold them up in prayer. Say, Lord, use them like the woman at the well. Prophetically, God has a word for right now. Now, when God spoke to me, I have wonderful friends all over the nation. And the Lord began to deal with me about Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. I never had those thoughts in 40-some years of preaching. And the Lord said, read what I said I'd do. And I turned to Numbers. I turned to Leviticus. And God said, here's promises that I will keep forever. I dealt with that last night. Four forever promises that take place during Rosh Hashanah. Four that God said he'd always keep. Then I dealt with how Paul says the church was grafted in with Israel. And how Jesus said, I didn't come to do away with the prophets. But through me, they shall be fulfilled. And so every word that the Old Testament prophets prophesied, when you get born again, you're engrafted in, Paul said. And the blessings of Abraham, Galatians 3, are now yours. You don't want them? I'll take yours. And I called a friend of mine. I love him. Great man of God in St. Louis. Because I thought, well, maybe I'll do this. Because God told me, he said, there's 10 days. From Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur. And I thought, I'll go to St. Louis, and I love Pastor Greg, great man of God, wonderful wife. Jesus appeared to his daughter when she was little and talked to her. Spiritual family. And I called him. He said, let me pray about it. And I hung up and I thought, something don't feel right as much as I love him, and I believe that's central in the United States. God said, that's not it. So I called Pastor Steve Edlin who was on our ministry board and a big help to me, like a son. I told him, and he said, well, what about doing it here in Rochester? As soon as he said it, it felt better. When you're missing God, it feels like taking a shower with your socks on. Something don't feel right. <laughs> but when you obey God, there's a wonderful feeling of peace. This is how you can live your life. If you're making a decision, there's no peace, it's no God. But if you're making a decision, you feel right at peace, that is God. How many believe it? So I began to pray and even fasted, my wife and I, for these meetings. Nine nights left. Don't settle in, I'm almost done. But I'm just telling you, there's a word from the Spirit 
for you tonight. So I prayed. I said, Lord, what's the word? God took me to the book of Ephesians. For you that want to see if prophecy is scriptural, let's go right out of the book. Turn to your neighbor and say, we're going right out of the book. Ephesians. Thank you, Seth. Everybody that loves Brother Seth and his wife Sue, say amen. amen. Ephesians 5, verse 14. Awake, thou that sleep. He's talking to the church folks here. In the last 18 months, I believe half the church fell asleep spiritually. You're putting up with things that God never told you to put up with. Because you listened to man instead of the word of God. You got in fear instead of staying in faith. Everybody say amen. Arise from the dead. Spiritual death is a terrible thing. To once know God but to die out. No longer feel the glory. No longer feel that victory shout coming up in your spirit. All of a sudden, everything around you seems bigger than your God. That's because spiritual death's trying to take you out like Samson of old. But Samson had to shake himself, and I'm prophesying to you first thing tonight. you got to start shaking yourself out of the situation that the devil's trying to build like a wall of containment around you to discourage you, to put you down, to make you feel like you're not going to make it, but you're going to shake it out. You're going to dance it out. You're going to praise it out. You're going to give God praise before you see it. You're going to thank God before you feel it feel it. You're going to give God all the glory if you never see another thing. He is worthy to be praised. Spiritually dead. Christ will give you light. Phanerosis in the Greek means a shining forth. It's like turning on a flashlight. And the beam stretches out. The Bible says when you get this anointing, your life is going to become like a phanerosis, like a flashlight. What happens when you put the light on? The cockroaches go under the cupboard. Hallelujah. You want to get rid of the devil? Then start learning to sing this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. The phanerosis, the moon. And one of the manifestations in Corinthians, the word there is phanerosis. In other words, when you demonstrate the gifts, you're turning the light on. Suddenly people see it. God is with us of a truth. Can you say amen? This thing was not done in a corner. It's done by God himself. Oh, hallelujah. Karanda. Borashilamaha. Hallelujah. Then... Verse 27. Why is he waking us up? Why is he shining light through you? Verse 27. That he might present her, the church, to himself 
a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. Get your concordance out. Look up blemish. Look up spot. Look up wrinkle. And some of the meanings are so that there'll be no sickness in your body. So there'll be nothing stolen or missing. Everybody say nothing missing. When you wake up in the anointing and the light comes on, suddenly everything in you that doesn't belong there, it goes away because the light is shining through you. It's dispelling darkness. It's getting rid of demons. It's getting rid of blemishes. It's getting rid of spots. It's getting rid of wrinkles. Can you shout hallelujah that he might present a glorious church without spot or wrinkle or blemish or any such thing. Come on, clap your hands and shout. Bring me the chair. Come on, shout. Everybody lift your hand. I'm going to prophesy a word to you tonight. Every night, God said, give me a word. Everybody say, no spot, no blemish, no wrinkle. Say, no spot, no blemish, no wrinkle. Say, no sickness, no disease, no affliction. Say, no sickness, no disease, no affliction. You know, I make people mad. I don't know why. I have a gift. A nurse said to me, aren't you afraid that you're going to catch whatever it was she was worried about? I said, I have to be honest with you. I had perfect attendance. We didn't have kindergarten when I come up. From first grade to 12th grade, I never missed one day of school. Why? I was never sick. Why weren't you sick? I wasn't allowed. I had a tough mama. Mom, I don't feel well today. Eat your oatmeal and go get the bus. Yes, ma'am. My grandmother, she made everything right. After I got done being chewed out, she said, let me put a little cinnamon on your oatmeal. Mm, let me put a little cream instead of milk. Yes, ma'am. No wonder we love our grandmother so much. I developed a weight problem in 12th grade. Go to school. Felt good. Went to Bible school. No sickness or disease. A dear teacher, her name was Sister Brunetto. I come. She said, don't forget, you got to get your physical I said, I don't even know what that means. You know, physical, when you go to the doctor. And I remember when I went out for football, what a physical was, and I decided I didn't want to do that for Bible school. <laughs> That's all I'm saying on tape, on Facebook and YouTube, and to the precious saints of faith. Amen. You got to get your physical. She gave me the name of a doctor. They're at five corners near the old campus. I didn't go. Midterms came, getting ready to go home. Oh, Brother Ted, where's your papers from the doctor? I showed her my Bible. I, I know what that is. What is it? I said, it's my medical papers. 
Because she told me if I didn't get it, I had to go home. I couldn't come back. But it's pretty hard to argue against the Bible. I didn't get thrown out. I graduated. I never got a physical. Hallelujah. The devil won't mess with you, nor his kids, if you stick to the word. Lift your hands. I feel it. Woo, glory. Lord, get ready and bless that prime time special tonight. And then pay for it. Glory to God. Woo! Then I got married. If I say this, I, I can't. My wife won't speak to me. But I told the pastor today where I met her and how we got hooked up. And he said, I know that's not true. But. We got married. I'm cutting right to the chase. We got married. We had children. We raised them to believe God to be healed. My son, his senior year, played at a AAA high school. They won the state championship for basketball. I was a proud daddy. Saw him on television. Sat in the games. Then, when they won... They said, we're going to take you to all the children's hospitals to minister to the children. My son Ted went in. Nurse said, what childhood diseases have you had? We need to know before you can go in. He said, I never had any yet. She looked at him and said, measles, no. Mumps, no. She went through the list. She said, you go over there and sit down. You can't go in and visit the children. You must be a carrier. She was probably Fauci's aunt. But anyhow, so you must be a carrier. You know, his name in Italian means rat. So anyhow. So. They wouldn't let him go in with the children. They said he's a carrier. He came home. He was sad. They wouldn't let me ride the fire truck. They wouldn't let me carry baskets of toys to the kids. I said, why? I'm a dad. I'm upset. They said, I'm a carrier. Oh, I said, well, that, that is true, son. I am? I said, you're a carrier of the Holy Ghost. And if you're full of the Holy Ghost, sickness and disease cannot attach itself and stay in your body because God's working on a glorious church without spot, wrinkle, or blemish or any such thing. Oh, shikarabaha. Hallelujah. God's working right now, and the devil knows it, and he's trying to trick you out of your blessing. But you're going to be a glorious people, not a spot, not a wrinkle, not a blemish, not a sickness, not a disease or an affliction. You're going to be pure. You're going to be holy. You're going to be touched by God. Shout hallelujah. Glory. The devil will tell you lies. The devil will say if you're black, you're more susceptible to this disease. And then the statistics came out last month. Caucasians were the most, 76%. Sorry, you black folk, you were number four. Now, you act like you're number one, but you're number four. During this time, I struck up a like and a friendship with Bobby Kennedy Jr., and he said, 
a mask is to the virus like a chain link fence is to a gnat. Because the nanometer size of the bacterium goes right through the mask. So you that have them on, enjoy yourself smothering tonight. Hallelujah. <laughs> now you see why I don't preach on mask. Amen. <laughs> I actually read the website. <laughs> Help some of you two too. Because you see, the devil will lie to you. You've got to determine the voice that is speaking in your ear. Is it God or is it the devil? Am I in fear or am I in faith? You've got to ask yourself that. Jesus is working on a church without spot, blemish, wrinkle, or any such thing. He's going to make it right. Everybody say he's going to make it right. One preacher told me, he said, I believe this is God's judgment. I said, well, let me ask you something. Are you taking medication and so forth? Yeah. I said, then why are you fighting the will of God? If it's his judgment, just receive it and die. You nutcase. You could be an almond bar. He's so nutty. You see, there's nothing wrong with doctors or nurses. Thank God for them. But don't go around blaming God for things he never did. He's the healing God. He's Jehovah Rapha. He is the Lord that healeth thee. Psalm 103, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. Name me one disease God can heal. I'm waiting. Name me one disease that God can heal. You can't do it because he heals all thy diseases. Luke 4 and Luke 5, Jesus comes with the anointing. The Bible says, and the people gathered to hear and be healed. Be careful who you're listening to. Did you ever notice all of the news commentators on all the, the, the truth is the church has alphabet disease. ABC, CBS, NBC, MSNBC. Most of the commentators are either homosexual or lesbians. They admit it. You ask him. Talk to Don Lemon. He'll tell you he's got a beautiful boyfriend. Talk to Rachel Maddow. I don't care if they are watching. They admit it. But here's the church. You got to shut down because we know you can't get it in Walmart, but you can get it in church. <laughs> and this disease is so smart. It works up till 5 feet 11 inches, but it's 6 feet. This is so smart, this disease. It won't touch you at 6 feet. You can walk through a restaurant, and if you get, hey, Matt, you're okay. But if you sit down, you can take it off because the disease can't find you when you're sitting. Excuse me while I mock stupidity. You don't mind, do you? Because I got people watching. prophesying against a demon that's trying to kill people. And I wish more preachers had this kind of thing that they would just say, I don't know, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. No plague's going to come nigh your dwelling. Can I encourage you tonight? No plague's going to come nigh your dwelling. 
That lying devil, he'd like you to believe because you're black, you're susceptible. The devil's a racist and he's a pig on top of that. Are you hearing me? I'm telling you, if you're black, you're beautiful. If you're white, you're wonderful. If you're First Nations, Chippewa, Ojibwe, Apache, you're fabulous. If you're Hispanic like David and me, you're handsome. If you're Asian, you're awesome. The devil hates the image of God that's in you. And through sickness, disease, and affliction, he's trying to take you out. When are you going to say, I refuse to have fear? I receive the word of the Lord. And the Bible says in Luke 5, they came to hear and be healed. Hear what? What Jesus was saying. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. And that same power is in this auditorium right now to heal you, to keep you, to bless you. Come on. Church, act like you got the Holy Ghost. I prophesy healing to you. I don't know if you got it. I got a thing from Facebook and YouTube. You can't talk about prayer for healing. Did you see that? I'm on it right now, and if you throw me off, that's your problem, not mine. I'm going to tell people everywhere I go, he's a healing Jesus. You name the sickness, he'll heal it. You name the disease, he'll heal it. You foul demon-possessed people, I'm telling you in the name of Jesus that we're not shutting down, we're not shutting up, we're not locking down, we're not going to be quiet. We're unashamed, unafraid, and unmuzzled. Hallelujah! We're the church, the glorious church, without spot, wrinkle, blemish, or any such thing. Shout! I wouldn't mind a race riot right now. Hallelujah. You saw where Facebook called black folks primates last week, a few days. How many, how many days ago was that? In other words, if you're black, you came from a monkey. Facebook. I call it fake book. And see, here's the problem I got. People just sit back and take every insult, every lie of the devil. Well, you know, we, we believe in safety. So do I. And if you stay out of my way, you're safe. But if you get in my way, you're not safe. Amen. Because I have the power of the Holy Ghost. And I'm coming against every prejudice, every lying demon, every hatred spirit, everything in this nation that's trying to rise up against the people. If you're black, say thank God. If you're white, give him praise. If you're a Hispanic, say yeah, Lord, hallelujah. Don't let the devil make you ashamed that you're created in the image of God. God and because you're created in the image of God you're going to be alright hallelujah some of you that have known me for years you couldn't imagine that I was going to sit back and be quiet did you of course not hallelujah Jesus glorious church no spot, wrinkle, blemish. No sickness, disease, or affliction. Ooh, hallelujah. I've got to say it again just to make the devil mad and people watch it. Say black is beautiful. White is wonderful. Hispanics are handsome. 
First Nations are fabulous. Asians are awesome. Trying to shut down Chinese restaurants, blaming on Sam the Chinese cook. Where I live. He didn't know anything more than I knew. He said, you're the only one that's come in. He said, that'd be $20. I said, I'll give you 100 I'll get your change. I said, keep it. Amen. He had two kids to raise. Come on. Stop treating people like dirt. Treat people the way you want to be treated. You want to be healed? You can't harbor anything in your heart against anybody. My friend wrote a song years ago. He's in heaven now. He and his wife had a church in Nanuet, New York. You got to treat everybody right. Got to treat everybody right. You got to treat everybody right until he comes. Oh, you got to treat everybody right. Treat. What do you got to do? Treat everybody right till Jesus comes. Well, I will work for the Lord. I will work for the Lord. I will work for the Lord till he comes. Well, I will work for the Lord. bless that special right now. Well, I will work for the Lord till he comes. Well, we walk by faith, not sight. We walk by faith, not sight. We walk by faith, not sight, until he comes. How many are doing that? Gotta walk by faith. Well, walk by faith. Well, you gotta walk by faith, not sight, till he comes. Well, I'll give him all the glory. I'll give him all the glory. I'll give him all the glory till he comes. Oh, I'll give him all the glory. Will you? I'll give him all the glory. I will give him all the glory until he comes. For he is high and he is holy. Oh, bless his name. For Jesus is high and he I said he's high. And he's holy. Well, Jesus is high. And he's holy. holy, bless his name. They came to hear and be healed. What am I doing tonight? I'm driving out fear. I'm driving out demons so that you can walk in health. Why? I were the devil, I'm not. I'd shut every church down to preach the gospel too. Because you get in an atmosphere where you hear the word of the Lord that's customized just for you. 
you're going to leave there feeling like Paul Bunyan ready to chop down trees. Some people have a craving for pancakes. Years ago, there was a restaurant in upstate New York where I'd go, they had Paul Bunyan pancakes. Ten stacked high. Between each pancake was two pieces of bacon. That was a healthy diet. <laughs> then they put butter, cow fat, anoint it with cow salve. Then they take maple syrup from the trees up on the hill. This is where, where, no, this is Vermont up near Billy. They pour it and pour it till it dripped. Last year I was praying, Billy, if you're watching, sorry, I'm going to tell on you. He come through the prayer line. I said, you still eating them pancakes? I notice a lot of times when I pray for people in the prayer line, <laughs> they haven't been watching their diet. Some people are on a seafood diet. They see food, they eat it. <laughs> and then you have problems. Why? Because know ye not your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? You got to take care of yourself. Hallelujah. I don't care who you are. I still eat greens every day, and you ain't going to stop me. I had them today. I had them yesterday. I'm going to have them every day. Because why? I like greens. Then I just found out they're good for your lymphatic nerve system. No wonder I like them. I'm not nervous. The way I preach, I make people nervous. But I'm not nervous. Because I know God's got me in his hand. He's got you. Now, here's the word I'm coming to. I want to tell you about 26 miracles. Years ago, the Lord connected me with a great man of God, R.W. Shambach. I worked with him and by his side. He laid hands on me and separated me to help him in 1974. And I helped him every year till... 2003 and then went in in a couple meetings in 2004 you do the math 30 years he allowed me to stand by his side I never forget a woman that came through the prayer line had cancer of the breast it was eating up her breast she opened her what do you call it? blouse I started to say shirt blouse and the maggots were eating the flesh away he said cover it up girl you're messing my faith up and he laid hands on her so I command you to be healed. She come back the next night, perfectly pink skin over her breast. The maggots were gone. The cancer was gone. I saw that one myself. Two children born, both of them blind to a woman. They brought them into the meeting, two little boys, and they uh, had a sister that was deaf. There were three of them. And he stood there like a giant and said, how many believe that God wants these little children to grow up, grow up blind and can't hear? Nobody said, yeah, we believe it. Some people in another denomination believe like that. It's the will of God. That's why you're going through it. You better know that Bible. For the Bible says in James that God, every good gift comes from him. If what you're dealing with is not good, it's not God. And the Bible says you've got to resist the devil and he'll flee from you. 
This is how I'm preaching right now across the nation and everywhere I'm going. I'm preaching God is good. Tonight on the special, a man shot in the head, had bullets in his head, and it crippled him on one side, his leg. I laid hands on him in the meeting, and God gave him back his leg and his strength and his power, and the bullet holes disappeared that very night, and we taped it on television. I'm showing that right now around the world and to America. Why? Because God is a miracle-working God, and he's not forgotten you and he's not forgotten your house and he's not forgotten your children and there's a word for you tonight to get your body healed your back healed your legs healed your way hallelujah he took the oil he anointed the boys first put the oil on their eyes Paul Crouch was there they were filming it for TBN then he anointed the little girl that was deaf the next night everybody say the next night the children came, the boys were seen, and the little daughter was hearing. That was in Los Angeles, California. What am I telling you? I've seen too much to doubt God. If you're in fear, it's because you have not seen his power in a while. But once you see the power of God, why do you think the Holy Spirit had me start by calling this little woman out? Not even knowing her need. And described it in detail. Because if, say this with me. If God knows the need of one, he knows my need. If he knows her need, he knows what I need. Then lift your hands because he's getting ready to touch us tonight. They came to hear and be healed. Everybody say hear and be healed. 26 miracles. My wife and I have heard Brother Shambach tell this story over and over and over again. Hear me. He was working with another preacher. They were at the fairground in Birmingham, Alabama. Two services a day. Brother Shambach preached the afternoon service at 2. Brother Allen preached at 7.30 at night. In the day service, Brother Shambach would preach faith and hand out a prayer card. Fill it out, whatever your need is, and the man of God will call. And how they do it, he'd say, perhaps, uh, if your card, number one all the way to 100, I'll pray for 100 people tonight. Because when you had 3,000 people, you couldn't pray for all of them individually. You'd be there t for days. And that's how they did it in those days. So Brother Shambach had what was called a faith clinic. And he told me, he said, I'd preach faith to the people. Then I'd give out the prayer cards. After the afternoon service, a woman came up to him and said, Brother Shambach, I've come from Knoxville, Tennessee, and I brought my boy, and he has 26 things wrong with his body. Write it on the card, lady. She said, thanks, Brother Shambach. And he said she wrote it down and took the card, gave it to Brother Shambach. He put it in his suit coat pocket. Then what he would do, he would hand all the cards to another gentleman that would count out the first hundred in a row each night and give them to Brother Allen. The first night went by, they never called the woman's card for her baby boy. The second night went by, they didn't call her card. The third night, the fourth night, the final night, never called her card. And she came up, she said, Brother Shambach, I've run out of money. I've been giving in every offering, day and night. 
staying in a motel, eating at the diner. I'm down to my last $20. And Brother Allen has not called my little baby's card. Brother Shambach said, I told him, told her, Brother Ted, if he doesn't call your son tonight, I'll personally take you back to the man of God's trailer and get him to lay hands on your child. Brother Shambach said the night started and Brother Allen bounced out on the platform and said, tonight I'm going to receive an offering of faith. Didn't start with preaching. Didn't start with praying. Said, and Brother Shambach said, I never heard him say, I'm going to take an offering of faith. And he said he probably saw the puzzled looks of the people and he explained to them, tonight's offering, you're going to give God something you can't afford to give in the natural. Because if you give what you think you can give, there's no faith in that offering. There'll come a time when the Holy Spirit will put his finger on something and ask you to release it to God. Brother Shambach said, man, he said, that knocked all the unbelief out of me. I realized I need to go deeper with God. Then Brother Allen, instead of preaching, stepped up and said, I'm being carried away in the spirit. I see something. Brother Shambach thought, oh God, here we go again, another trip. Because he said, I'd seen him operate in the gifts that way many, many times. Then he said, Brother Allen said, I see a big white building. I hear babies crying. Brother Shambach told me, he said, I sat up on my seat. I see one, two, three, four, twelve doctors standing around a little newborn baby. That child has one, two, three, started counting, 26 diseases. Shambach had the card in his pocket. Had not yet shown it to the man of God. But the Holy Spirit wants you to be healed so much. He'll reveal every detail that is keeping you from your miracle. And he's doing it tonight as I'm prophesying to you. Whatever you're going through, Jesus knows all about it. Can you shout hallelujah? He can get as specific as you'll allow him to be. And tonight all I'm going to do is lay hands on you and the Lord will make you whole. Brother Allen said, I see a Ford station wagon. It's leaving Tennessee. Now, Shambach knew she came from Knoxville. It's crossing the Tennessee-Alabama border. The Spirit is showing the man of God this. Can you imagine how much we miss when we don't allow the Spirit of God to move in our meetings? That station wagon is turning onto the fairground. That woman is here tonight. And I hear the doctors say, we give this child one year to live. Brother Allen said, but the child didn't die in a year. He's here tonight, and he's four years old. Which was exactly how old the boy was. He said, woman, you're here tonight. Brother Shambach stopped and he said, I got to tell you the story. When Brother Allen said, I'm going to receive an offering of faith, the first person down was that woman. 
And I had heard her say, I've spent all my money, the motel, the diner, and gave in every offering. I've only got $20 left. When Brother Allen said, give an offering of faith, something you can't afford to give, she popped out of her seat and was the first one down and put something in the bucket. Brother Shambach said to me, son, I come off the platform and I looked and laying there was that $20 bill. Now you can't buy a miracle, but when you obey God, it brings miracles to you. Brother Shambach told me, he said, I went behind the platform and wept like a baby and said, oh Lord, let me have faith like that woman. Comes back out and Brother Allen starts calling out all these things and now she's standing there. Brother Shambach told me, he said, Brother Ted, I believe her offering of faith activated the Spirit of God that though he did not call out her card, the Lord described everything in the Spirit for the woman to be made whole. The child was hers, but she was grieving. Lord, what about me? Have you ever been there? God, why did this happen to me? Why did I lose a loved one? Why did I go through it? See, when you wonder why is when God loves to show up and give you peace. They brought the baby up. Both eyes were blind, covered with a white substance. She was deaf in both ears. His tongue hung out of his mouth, touched his chin, club feet, spine outside the body. His arms were twisted and somehow attached to his little tummy. His legs were crippled, and the elbows were somehow attached to the knees. And the list went on. Brother Allen said, first, I'm going to lay hands on the child. And when he did, Brother Shambach said, boom, like a rubber band. I saw that tongue snap back in the boy's mouth. Then he said, I saw that white substance start spinning like whirlpools. When it stopped, there were two beautiful brown eyes. He said, then, just like the power of God, remember silly putty? He said, just like that silly putty, he started forming feet on those club feet. You don't put shoes on club feet, but now the boy had two new feet. Brother Shambach said, I saw it. Then his elbows released from his tummy. His arms straightened. His legs straightened. He began to hear. And this is the miracle. Though the boy had never spoken. He said, Mama. That had to be a miracle. Because he had never spoken. Shambok said, he said, Mama. And though he had been blind, he ran to the right woman on the platform. That's the spirit. Are you listening to me? I'm talking about powerful things that we've lost in the church. We need to get back our signs. We need to get back our wonders. And I blame the pulpit. I blame me. I know how to preach to see God move. But we can't back down now. It's an all-out assault of the devil against the human race. Brother Shambach said, then the boy could hear. Brother Allen had carried a little whistle in his pocket. He blew on it. The boy turned his head. He could hear the whistle blow. And when he was done praying, that child received all 26 miracles. 
Brother Shambach said, when the Lord was done with the child, just like a maestro leading an orchestra, he said, it had to be the spirit. Everybody's eyes turned to the crippled section where they were in wheelchairs. They all did it at the same time. Had to be the spirit. He said the people in the wheelchair started shouting when the boy got everything, spine back in his body, all the things. And every one of those 12 wheelchairs were emptied as the people stood. Some that had not walked in over 20 years started walking, healed. And then just like the maestro pointed his baton this way, Brother Shambach said all of the people on stretchers and cots, they used to bring them this way in our meetings, even in the early days of my meetings, started getting up off the stretchers, started getting up off the cots, and begin to walk and lift their hands and give glory to God. He said hundreds started coming out of the crowd of over 3,000, throwing their hearing aids on the altar and their glasses as the Lord opened deaf ears and as their eyes were healed. And he said the altar was loaded with glasses and hearing aids. He said, son, I saw it for myself. 26 miracles, bread miracles for everyone in the Birmingham auditorium at the fairground that night. And then Brother Allen said, is there anyone left? You need to be healed. And not one person came forward in that service of 3,000 people. Everyone was healed. Every deaf ear came open. Every blind eye came open. Every wheelchair was emptied. Every stretcher and cot was emptied by the power of God. Brother Shambach said we picked up crutches and canes and walkers and loaded up a truck with them. The crippled were healed. Are you hearing me? And he said all of a sudden the spirit of God spoke to me. This is what I'm prophesying to you. And the spirit of God said I have lifted the veil. And let you see what I'm going to do before Jesus comes back. And then the Holy Spirit said to Brother Shambach, Have you not read that I will have a glorious church without spot, without wrinkle, without blemish? And the Lord said to him, I've let you see what it's going to be like right before Jesus comes. There will not be one sick person left in the body of Christ for I'm going to bring a wave of healing by the power of the Holy Ghost oh hallelujah I feel it glory to God I'm trying to tell you right now I'm prophesying to you God is lifting the veil Jesus is coming and your miracle is only one prayer away if you believe it jump on your feet and shout unto God I receive, I receive, shout, shout, somebody say I receive it, I receive it, shout I receive it, I receive it, come on lift your hands, I believe God's lifting the veil, I said I believe God's lifting the veil. Come on, lift your hands. Something's happening in the spirit. These are the 10 days of glory. These are the 10 days of awe. From Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur, God promised forever. Woo!
Glory. I said glory. I said glory. Somebody say, God, lift the veil. Open up my eyes. Say, God, lift the veil. Open up my eyes. Everybody say, that's revelation. God's going to reveal it. How many of you wouldn't mind if God took everything out of your body that's not right and put everything in that's right? Say he's doing it again. Hallelujah! You see, any sissy can serve the devil. It takes a real man, a real woman to serve God. Just a fact. Some of you are bound in sin. I come for you tonight. I come to prophesy. The prison doors are going to open. The chains are going to fall off. Now see, you can't judge anybody where they're at. The Bible says comparing yourselves among yourself, you are unwise. That's why I don't shame people. You do what you got to do. But as for me and my house, I'm going to spit at the devil when he comes around my house. Because the devil is a liar. El diablo es mentiroso. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. Hear my grandmother talking. I'm telling you, the devil is a liar. We need that kind of men and women again in the church. They come to hear and be healed. God in the balcony lift your hands on the main floor lift your hands we're having church I'll guarantee you Andrew Cuomo wishes he was here someone said he's hiding out I think he's in Alaska but I won't say amen I wrote him I told him what would happen it happened he can't blame nobody but himself ha the Lord said write him say these words to him I did I, I cracked myself up. Hallelujah. How you doing? Still love me? I still love you. She's a sweetie. And I refuse to let the devil attack people. Whether it's because of infirmity, sickness, disease, their race, whether they're a woman or a man, the devil's got no business putting his stinking hands on your life. You got to stand tall and strong in this last hour because God, I prophesy, He's lifting the veil. He's lifting the veil. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. With your hand like you're lifting some. See, he's lifting the veil. He's lifting the veil. He's lifting the veil. He's lifting the veil. Glory, 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 glory. What a wonderful Savior. What a wonderful Jesus. He's lifting the veil. I see a crimson stream of blood. It flows from Calvary 
Well, it's waves which reach the throne of God are sweeping over me. Oh, I see, how many can see it? A crimson stream of blood and it flows from Calvary. This is a nice song. You'll like it. It's ways which reach the throne of God are sweeping over me. On Calvary's hill of sorrow where sins demands were paid and ray of hope for tomorrow upon my path was laid if you know it now sing it I see a crimson stream of blood it flows from He's lifting the veil. It's waves which reach the throne of God are sweeping over you and me. Sing the chorus again. I see a crimson stream of blood will it flow from Calvary Well it's waves which reach the throne of God They are sweeping sweeping over you and me One more time I see a crimson stream of blood It flows Lord bless that telecast. Now coming on in Canada. Well, it's waves which reach the throne of God. Thank God they are sweeping over me. Clap your hands a little bit. I see a crimson stream of blood. Ha! Flows from Calvary. Well, it's waves which reach the throne of God. Are sweeping, sweeping over you and me, you and me. Well, I see a crimson. You better sing, girl. You got healed tonight. It flows from Calvary. Well, it's way. They're sweeping, sweeping over me. One more time, I see a crimson stream of blood. Thank you, Jesus. It flows. 
shout hallelujah. one time through. Prepare your spirit to receive from the Holy Spirit. They are sweeping. How many are ready to go surfing? Ride the wave. Ah! A crimson stream of love It flows from Calvary And its way Which reaches the throne of God They are sweet Yes, they are One more time. Oh, they are sweet. Oh, me. Come on, clap your hands. I feel the Holy Ghost in this. Hallelujah. Say, lift the veil, Lord. Lift the veil. And the only way you're going to get faith with all that's going on is if God gives you the revelation. The devil can't touch me, can't touch my family, can't touch my house. And no plague shall come nigh my dwelling. And tonight I've prophesied to you, the next thing you're going to see is a major wave of healing. Hit the body of Christ worldwide. Devils will come out. Diseases will disappear. Sicknesses shall be smitten. Afflictions shall be lifted off. Because the veil is being lifted. Someone say, I see it, I see it, I see it, I see it. Now I'm going to tell you what most preachers wouldn't tell you. If you get in unbelief, you're going to hell. I'm struggling to believe, Brother Shuttlesworth. Get set free. How? Give your heart back to Christ. Get the spirit of the world out. The two things that head up the list of those going to hell. Number one, the unbelieving. Revelation says. Secondly, the fearful. What attack has the devil released in the world? Fear and unbelief. You want to stay healed? You want to stay free from every attack? Get rid of your fear. It's a sin. Fear means worry. Worry is a sin. It means you don't believe God. Unbelief. You don't believe God can do it. Every head bowed. This altar called tonight. The Lord told me to do it this way. I shall obey him. If you're here, you're struggling to believe God. You say, I can't believe I failed him. And we've all failed. 
If I said how many have failed, every hand would probably go up, including both of mine. But here's an area you can't fail in. You can't let the spirit of the world of fear get in. If you're here tonight, you say, Brother Shuttlesworth, I'm dealing with something in my life. I know it's wrong. I know it's got me in a bondage. I know that it's taking me away from God. And I want to get free from it tonight. Get your hand ready. This is a get ready night. Every head bow, people are praying. You say, I'm not ashamed to admit the devil's tried to mess me up and I'm going to get free from that attack. Get your hand ready. I'm going to count one, two, three. When I get to three, have your hand ready. God's looking. This is your night for freedom. Get ready. One, make up your mind. I'm going to get free from it. Two, heaven or hell. I'm not the one that said that. It's in the Bible. There's people in hell that wish they could answer this altar call tonight. There's people in hell say, I wish I had answered the call when I was still on the earth. Get your hand ready. Three. If you're dealing with that, get your hand up. Hold it to the Lord. He sees it. With your hands still raised, get out of your seat. Come down here and stand. Do it right now. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Don't put him off. You got to get fixed. God's going to fix you. I said, God's going to fix you. You're going to get rid of that thing that's leading you away from him. Tonight's your get ready night. Tonight's your comeback night. Tonight's the night you're saying, I'm going to get back from a setback. Get out of that seat and get down here and get it right. Come on. I'm waiting one more moment. I feel the Lord dealing. Yes, mamas are coming. Young ladies are coming. Young men are coming. Don't leave here tonight unless you get that thing off. Say, I refuse to let the devil to destroy my life. That's good. It's like you're giving the devil a punch. You stupid devil, you've messed with me one time too many. I'm getting free, I'm staying free. We'll give you one more minute before we pray. Well, I see a crimson stream of blood. If you need to get down here, come on. It flows from Calvary. Well, it's way. Which reached the throne of God They are sweeping over me Well, I see a crimson stream of blood Aren't you glad? It flows from Calvary Well, it's way the throne of God, they are sweeping over On Calvary's hill of sorrow, where sin's demands were paid. Our path was laid. I see a crimson stream of blood. Jesus' blood. It's ways which reach the throne of God. What? There's 
I see a young girl, her blouse is covered with tears, her face, godly sorrow, see, it's working something in you. Now listen, we've all failed, so don't leave here on a down. But with all that the devil's tried to do in the last 18 months, can I encourage you? You're still here. Why? Because Jesus said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And the Lord showed me plainly what happened. When people got discouraged and in fear and unbelief, they started sinning. Well, what's the use? Looks like things are over. They started allowing things in. Some of you are, I'm talking to you. You allowed uncleanness, immorality, difficulty that you never would before. But when you felt that pressure that was released in the world by demon spirits, you gave in to sin. This altar call tonight is going to hook you back up with Jesus. And his blood is going to break the power of sin. Are you ready to pray it? He came last night and liked it so much, he said, I'm going to go down there again. You're about ready to come up and take the mic and preach. I can see it on you. Amen. You need me to come up? I'll help you, preacher. You know what that is? The call of God's coming on you, son. Whew, glory. I'm going to ask God for you the Holy Ghost this week. Speak with tongues. Everybody lift your hand and pray this out loud. Dear Jesus, I come against unbelief, fear that is walking the streets of our cities, trying to get in my home, trying to pull me down. I'm saying back, the veil is being lifted. I see it. I cannot be taken out. I cannot be destroyed. I do believe God. I do have faith. I confess, Jesus, you're my Lord. To the glory of God the Father, sin shall not have authority, dominion over me. And I say, I say from this night forward, I am free in Jesus' name. Now lift both your hands and shout if you believe it. Free. Somebody say free at last. Say free at last. Oh, hallelujah. Now I'm going to do one thing. I'm going to take your name with me when this is all done. Think, there's only eight nights left. Just that quick, two nights have gone by. I'm going to take your name with me and put it on the altar back at my office. And we do pray. And my staff prays. But I want you to know we love you. We'll try to work with Pastor Edlin to make sure if you don't
don't have a home church or you don't have people encouraging you, that's what Faith Church does. I'm going to ask you to turn this way. I have people that are helping us every night. Follow them. Somebody wave your hand that you're leading the way. There he is. See that? Oh, this is my buddy. I've known him for years. Follow him this way. Get that information. And then you that are on this side, where's the waiver? I'm not talking about a paper to sign either. You're going to lead him this way? There she is. God's little sister. Follow her. So split it right down the middle. You on this side, follow her. You on this side, follow him. Everybody clap your hands and say it's done. Go get that. I need that information. Make sure you give it to them so I can pray. Hallelujah. Well, I got just what I wanted. I got just what I wanted. Got just what I wanted from the Lord. Well, I got just what I wanted. Got just what I wanted. Got just what I wanted from the Lord. Well, I got just what I wanted. Well, I got just what I wanted. I got just what I wanted. I got just what I wanted from the Lord. I got just what I wanted. I got just what I wanted. I got just what I wanted from the Lord. Well, the Holy Ghost and fire. Holy Ghost and fire.
blood of Jesus. I am happy in my heart. Well, I am happy. If you're happy, shout yes. I'm going to move it up till tomorrow night because the Lord told me to take a whole service. I thought I'd do it tonight, but tomorrow night, a special anointing service. You don't want to miss it. Get on the phone, get people out. I believe we're going to move over now and start seeing the deaf, the blind, the crippled healed. People saved. How many are glad for these the last two nights are saying yes to God? 7 p.m. See, I've been preaching for 40-something years, and I learned if you keep people till 10 to midnight, they ain't coming back the next night. So I got smarter as I got older. So I'm going to chase you out of here, and I invite you to be back tomorrow at 7. And we've got a table set up with our ministry product. That book, honey, this was... The first in the series I'm writing on demon powers. This is the first book. It's entitled, How to Destroy the Works of a Buffeting Spirit. 40 million Americans, 18 years of age or older, are dealing with panic attacks, worry, fear. This is a spirit. You'll like the chapter. Was the Apostle Paul demon-possessed? It's a great chapter. And then I tell how a demon attacked me when I was younger, how God set me free. This is the first in, I think it's six books Teddy and I are working on. It's entitled, How to Destroy the Works of a Buffeting Spirit. I don't think we have too many. I printed 1,000 in two months. They all sold. I just printed 5,000. We're running down again. God has not given us the spirit of fear. Do you believe it? Do you have this one, Brother Spencer? Here, you need a devil book. Amen. Everybody say, tomorrow night, an anointing service. Are you glad you came? Jesus did it. Now listen, we don't leave singing slow songs. I expect you to jump 10 feet high. Amen. Sing like your pants are on fire. Thanks again for listening to our Faith Church podcast. We are so glad you chose to listen to this message. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast to receive notifications when we release new content. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Faith Church Rock to find out more information about what is currently happening at Faith Church.